And we are live. We're streaming for our midweek Bible study. Just started this journey in the uh, book of Exodus. And we'll be in chapter 1, looking at verses 15 through 22, finishing off the chapter, Lord willing, for this session. If you're looking to start with us, go to the archived video file, and you'll find uh, our study last week from verses 1 through verse 14 over there. Stefan Maia with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. Man, how you doing? You doing okay? Everything uh, on the up and up? Huh? Uh, I tell you, this life, huh? It throws stuff at us all the time. No end to it. It's a fallen world. Can't deny it. I've been dealing with uh, sickness. You may hear it in my nasal. I always got a nasal thing. I mean, I mean, look at my nose, obviously. I'm going to have a nasal thing. But this is a bit more aggravated because I've been dealing with a flu-like stuff. Fluish kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the sore throat, it began that way. Sore throat. I was feeling under the weather. I knew something was coming. You're like, uh, you know, I've been on this earth long enough now to, to, to recognize the telltale signs of the body speaking to me. The language of, hey, dude, I'm getting sick. And so I was going through that process, and, it, and sure enough, you know, the sore throat came in, pounding pressure from the headache. I think it was a sinus. I think this whole ordeal that I dealt with these, this past week was sinus stuff. Man, it was a nasty one. I've had worse, but it, it was a bad one, no doubt about it. I appreciate all the prayers, all the wonderful positive thoughts my way, private messages, emails, public comments, all of that, man, I read them, and it just, it comforts me, and lets me know I have friends out there, and uh, you are truly appreciated, you are loved, and uh, I'm just so thankful, you know, that I got to um, have all of you guys with me through this, and it, it's, on the, it's on the mend, I'm telling myself, <laughs> well, I think it is, I, I think it is, because, well, I'm out of bed now, and I'm here doing the podcast, and uh, so that's a good sign. The, the throat's not there anymore, other than a bit of sinus dripping stuff, you know, yuck, whatever. But uh, yeah, gave me some time, of course, to just chill out, sit down, relax, drink a lot of liquids, heal as best I can, thank God for all the wonderful blessings, and uh, just uh, persevere through it, and get to it, and here we are. Midweek studies, that's the theme of our day. Look at the itinerary, you'll see what's going on throughout the week. You may find something in there you like, you may like all of it. Hey man, please consider subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting, all that kind of good stuff. And if you would be so inclined, willing and able, consider supporting this work. Helps me put food on the table, right? That's what it does. You can sign up to ver to, to uh, uh, our community, if you will, over at addedsouls.locals.com. Where is it over here? Oh, yeah, there's my list. addedsouls.com, the website, addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up over there. It's free to do that, but you can support me weekly, monthly, whatever, over there. That's good. My email address is addedsouls at gmail.com if you're going kind of like the PayPal route. And uh, I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check out the .com. We also have a Facebook page where I upload my weekly sermons and at times, you know, images and pictures and updates and stuff like that of the congregation and its growth. It's a wonderful mission. It's been fruitful. And uh, we're, we're all just truly humbled to be servants in, in, in his kingdom. 
and uh, we'd love for you to get involved. And maybe you're looking for a church. Maybe you're looking for a church that honors and respects the Bible and and follows it to the best of our ability and uh, learn from it. And maybe you want to join in with us and have some studies with us. By all means, if you're on the East Coast of Canada, reach out to us, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com, and uh, we'll be more than happy to set you up with whatever you need. Uh, you can look at the, of course, platforms in which we um, endeavor and we create. You have it all over the place, YouTube, X, Twitter, Substack, Locals, Rumble, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Patreon, and various other locations. But those are some of them. Our biggest platforms, of course, is on Facebook and on Rumble. And uh, I'd encourage you, though, if you find myself on my newly created YouTube channel, subscribe, you know, subscribe. All right, so we're going to be getting into Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 through 22, and this should be exciting and always a fascinating uh, look into witnessed and recorded accounts thousands of years ago that you would think could have been written yesterday, because the history of mankind continues to repeat itself in regards to this fallen nature, this fallen location where we have chosen to alienate ourselves against the great I Am, the Ancient of Days. And there are all kinds of consequences to that. Though that be true, God and His mercy and His grace throughout our humanity is there, loving us, kind to us, seeking to um, have us return to Him. And uh, the faithful throughout the pages of the uh, inspired history um, have, of course, been the recipients of his blessings. And throughout the ages of physical Israel, a great deal of physical blessings when they were faithful, right? Lineage, ancestry, land, security, nourishment, all these things, bloodline. Uh, And now, of course, you and I, we live in the dispensation of time called the Messianic Age, the, the, the last dispensation of time before, of course, uh, Judgment Day to come. Um, and, um, but back in the old uh, age, physical Israel, you and I today, spiritual Israel, uh, but back in the day, physical Israel, and that's what we're looking at in the pages of Exodus, and uh, as the context would reveal, well, Egypt's got a new boss, Got a new king. It's a new governing leadership here. And uh, this new king of Egypt, well, he don't care much about history, does he? About Joseph and about the connection and cooperation that was had with Israel and Egypt together, of course, by God's, um, by God's, um, how should I say, by God's will, Sur- they, they survived through famine and a great deal of hardship because God. God was with Joseph. Joseph was successful at that and um, became a great leader in Egypt with the king. All that kind of history. No, thrown out the window. This new king, he don't care much about that. This new government don't care about history. Uh, he is a tyrant. He is a dictator. And uh, he wants, of course, to uh, control the people, the citizenry with very hard bondage and labor, all right? He, he's not a nice guy. And um, from there, 
you can see his fear of the citizenry, knowing that the, the Hebrew people, the physical physical Israel is greater than the Egyptian people and greater than his kind. And what if what if the, the Hebrew people choose to, to line up with our enemies and overthrow us and all these kind of things, you know, the, the, the um, these frights he has. And he's governed by this fear and this uh, insecurity and his pride and his godlike complex and no way so i'm gonna i'm gonna do things to these people and, and keep them controlled so that they and of course he's got the wrong he's got the wrong picture of the whole deal and, and, and sadly that's how a great many world leaders are these tyrants and so from that stage we move into verse 15 and following of course because of his need to control everything his fear and he and so on and so forth he's going to uh speak to the hebrew wives he's going to speak to the hebrew wives so let's put that up on the screen here so we can follow along in the scriptures i appreciate your kind attention friends i'm really glad you're here with us truly share this far and wide maybe there's others like you and i who want to uh, find great interest in this kind of education this kind of knowledge. So then the king of Egypt, in verse 15, chapter 1 of Exodus, then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. So he has a word to say to them. The government wants to enforce a policy upon the Hebrew. And here's how they're going to do it. He says to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra, and the other was named Pua. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, but I'm trying to do my best here. As a Frenchman speaking English words of an ancient time here in the scriptural dialect. So, Shifra and the other was named Pua, 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 I don't know, whatever. And she said, or he said, so here's the king of Egypt. Here's what he's saying to them. When you are helping the Hebrew women, so when you're doing your duty in your office, in your task, to help the Hebrew women to give birth, and you see them upon the birth stool, you're there, ready to help them deliver those babies. If it's a son, a male, a boy, I need to say that again. If it's a son, if it's a male, if it's a boy, then there's something you need to do. You shall put him to death. That's what the government says. The government is telling you. You need to murder all the little boys that are going to come out of physical Israel. So when you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the birth stool, if it's a son then you shall put him to death. Because remember, if you're uh, uh, earlier on in the chapter, the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. Well, he don't want that. The king of Egypt, he don't want that kind of stuff. So he says to the people, behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier than we. He's getting paranoid about stuff. He needs to control it. They're overpopulating. It's overpopulation. It's bad for the, the weather and the environment. We need to depopulate. We need to depopulate the citizenry. So he wants the sons to be put to death. I mean, the, the, the girls, right? If it's a daughter, then she shall live. She, he. If it's a he, he dies. If it's a she, she lives. Male, female. 
If it's a male, he dies. If it's a female, she lives. Females, we can enslave. Hard labor. Males, well, what if they could, I mean, they can overthrow us. They're overpopulating. We don't need that. Get rid of them. Murder them. Put them to death. This is by the order of the government. It's a policy that's being enforced. But, see that word there? But, but, there's a problem. There's a crink in the policy of the government's enforcement here. It's that the midwives, well, they fear God. More than they fear this tyrannical, lunatic government. And it's head tyrant here. And it's administration of corruption and murder and bloodlust. Who has no regards for the fellowship we used to have in the past and the history and things that have happened. Nope. Well, it's a good thing that the midwives fear God, the great I am, the ancient of days, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, more than they fear the government and the head tyrant involved. And so, they did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them. This was not an opinion saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, I mean, you know, if it just so happens you're there helping the babies de- being delivered and whatnot, and it happens to be a male child, I mean, it's up to you. I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. It's, it's, it's an idea. It's a bit of a crazy one, I know, but yeah, snuff him out. I mean, if you want to. Only if you want to. I understand it's a pretty heavy burden to put on you, like a suggestion. You're going to put them to death, or it's your head on the platter. This is by the order of this government. It's enforced. It's a policy. You do that. It's a good thing the midwives weren't modern-day Christians, right? Yeah, because Romans 13 says we have to obey everything the government says. We better just murder the sons. I mean, you know, it's what the government says we got to do. We got to do everything the government says. Roman says that, you know, apparently chapter 13 somewhere is in there. No, it's a good thing that they, of course, were faithful to God and feared God. Acts chapter 5, verse, what is it, 29? Somewhere's in there. Acts chapter 5. Remember the apostles, Peter, was like, no, no, listen, we're going to obey God rather than men. <laughs> you can tell us to be quiet about the Christ all you want to. We're going to do what the scriptures tell us to do, because therein lies our loyalty and faith. Our submission is to the great I am, his love, his compassion, his mercy, his instructions, his commands. They are of a greater importance and priority and responsibility than this tyrannical lunatic who is the head honcho of our governing body in Egypt, who's telling us we have to murder little babies. (gasps) You'd think this was written yesterday, don't you? You'd think this was written yesterday. So this is what's happening. The midwives feared God more than they feared the new head honcho there in Egypt and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them to do. But they let the boys live. Government says, you're not allowed to do this, that, and the other. You're not allowed to have any weddings. You're not allowed to go to any funerals. You're not allowed to travel. You're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to assemble and congregate yourselves on Sunday to worship God. You're not allowed to breathe. You're not allowed to have anyone in your house. You're not even allowed to speak to anyone else. You're not allowed. Again, 
weak, cowardly, modern-day Christians. Well, Romans 13 says we can't, so we better obey the government. (laughs) No, no, no. Read the context. Read the context, friend. Take a breath. No, it's a good thing that the midwives, of course, feared God more than they feared the new king of Egypt. Right? Okay. So, they didn't murder little babies. Even when the government said, you need to murder little babies. You know we live in a time now where our government says, murder little babies. We murder little babies in record numbers. Oh yeah, all the time, around the clock. We just murder babies all the time. We call it health care. We call it a woman's choice. We've made it virtuous. Oh, it's a good thing. Got to obey the government. You know, that's what the Bible says. God says, well, we've got to do everything the government says. Got to murder little babies. Government says we got to pervert our children. Give our children up to the altar of perversion. Oh, yeah, you know, let's send them out there. Let's bring them to Rome. (laughs) That's what all our us good Christians like to do. Right, right, sure, sure. In verse 18, so the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, now there's a problem, there's been a breach in the order here in the command for you to murder these little babies, these little male babies. You haven't been doing that. Uh Uh-oh, what's going to happen? So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing? And let the boys live. Are you delusional? What's the matter with you? Do you not know that I have the power to execute you? What's the matter with you? I've I've, I've given you a very... I mean, did I... Did I, did I st- 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 stutter somewhere? So I know it's pretty clear. If it's a male, you murder him. If it's a female, you let her live. What the... the, the is there been a miscommunication here? This is the government. This is the government power. How dare you not listen to me? What's the matter with you? Why didn't you do what I tell you to do? I'm gonna throw a fit here. Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? Well, you see, the midwives they feared God more than they feared the king of Egypt, and so they said to Pharaoh, "It was very wise. It's very clever. Very clever." Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. No lie spoken. They aren't. They just aren't. They're women. Of course, they're women. And women can, most times than not, bear children, have little bitty babies in their womb. Yeah, I mean, there's similarities, but they're not the same, though. There's a difference. There's a cultural difference. Bodily functions, perhaps coordinated in different ways. I don't know. So there's a difference. So the Hebrew women are not the Egyptian women. It's no lie. It's true. <laughs> They're not the same women. <laughs> there are Egyptian women there. Yeah. Here are Hebrew women there. Yeah. They're all women. Yeah. They all have similar biological qualities that. You know, you you can find common ground here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not the same women, are they? No. Okay, no lie spoken. For they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. Okay, so here are the midwives. 
their office in, uh, is to, of course, um, produce a service, a ministry to the Hebrew midwives at birth, giving birth and nourishment, uh, you know, nurturing the, the situation, and being there for comfort and aid and help and whatnot. Now, they fear God more than they fear the king of Egypt. Would it be so outlandish for them to have a conversation with these women when the order had been given? Hey, listen, you need to go murder all these little male babies from these women. These mothers who are eagerly anticipating the blessing of their sons to be born? Would it be so outlandish for these midwives to go to these women and say, hey, listen. So the government's crazy. They're a bunch of commies. <laughs> They're a bunch of dictating dictators and commies. So they, this is what they want to do. They want us to murder your little sons. What? Yeah, I know. It's outlandish. It's crazy. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's surreal. It's barbarism. It, it's, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Well, of course not. Because, well, we fear God more than we fear him. So here's the deal. We're not going to lie. So um, you're going to have the babies before we get here. It's a thing that can be done. Women can deliver babies, healthy little baby boys, without us being there. You may need assistance from others or whatnot. Hey, listen, that's up to you. I'm not here, you know. But we're just, it's just going to so happen that when we walk in, the baby will have been born. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit, well, there's some concerns with that. I mean, what if, I know. Hey, listen. Drastic measures. Drastic measures, drastic times. They call for them. We just got to do this. We got to do it this way. All right. If it, I mean, it's, it's it's better for us to deliver the baby without you guys here, you you <laughs> you midwives in here, than 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 we do when you'd have to murder him or anything. I mean, that's we're not going to do that. No, exactly. So okay, we've got an understanding. So here's the king of Egypt. Like, why did you do that for? Well, Hebrew women and Egyptian women are different. Yeah. You know, they're, they're vigorous and give birth before the midwives can get to them. We just can't make it in there in time. Really? Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, these strange creatures, they're not like us. They're just multiplying all the time, and I can't stand it. Yeah, all right, I guess it's not your fault. So God, verse 20, was good to the midwives. Well, God is always good. He's just. God is a just God. He is a good God, always. And he recognized that these midwives were faithful to him and that they feared him more than they feared the new king of Egypt. And you will find it as a common theme from Genesis to Revelation, how the faithful child of God must always fear God more than any man. Even if it's the head honcho in charge of the country, could be the president of the United States or the prime minister of Canada or the king and queen of whoever, wherever, where. It doesn't matter. See, that's why we live in liberté all the time, we Christians. 
faithful to God. We live in peace all the time and freedom and privilege. Why? Because our governing policy <laughs> is found within the realm of spiritual things, the kingdom of our dear Lord and Master Jesus Christ. And is he the king? Yeah. So he is the policy giver and enforcer to which you and I, of course, are blessed to receive and obey. So God was good to the midwives. He recognized that their fear of him was greater than the fear of the king of Egypt. And so they were not going to obey these outlandish policies which demanded them to murder little baby boys. Babies. No, we're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. So God recognizes that and a blessing is given. If we fear God more than man, in a time that is as corrupt now in these fallen nations, with the same delinquency, tyranny at the helm currently, enforcing all sorts of lawlessness upon us, the citizenry, we are wise to fear God and not do what they tell us to do. Now, don't get me wrong, follow the speed limit, stop at the stop sign, you know, what can be done, what is permissible, that will not violate the doctrine of our Lord and Master, nor our faith in Him, you do. But the minute they are asking of us, demanding of us, commanding us, enforcing these policies upon us that would remove us from our faith, <clears throat> man up, say no, we're not going to do that. But we can be very wise with it now, can we? The midwives, look at the midwives. There's an example of wisdom, insight, discernment, very wise. Why aren't you doing... Well, if you think upon it long enough, there will be a reason. And you'll be wise with the reason. So God was good to the midwives. He's going to bless them. He recognizes their faith and blesses them. And the people multiplied. <laughs> Here's the devil trying to murder them. And God is just multiplying them multiplying them, and they became mighty. The very thing this new king did not want and has been trying to prevent through God's power and those who love him, fearing him, here it is. They multiply. They grow strong. You don't think the current tyrants in our nations are not fearful of the people? They'll overthrow us. They'll get too many. They'll multiply. We need to control them. How? Murder them. Let's legally murder them. You know, in these fallen nations, in my fallen nation, we legally murder. From conception to the elderly and everything in between. We will murder the depressed teenager who's broke up with his girlfriend and just doesn't see any tomorrow anymore. We'll murder all kinds of babies all the time. We murder babies even after they've been delivered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a recorded fact. We'll murder elderly people because they're just old and in the way. We'll murder anyone who's just sad. <laughs> yeah, we legally murder people all the time. Why? Because it's the same tyrannical governing. It's the same thing. It's the same, same thing. It's the same thing. Who do we fear? God or the tyranny of this current corrupt governing 
oppression. Well, if we fear God, God will bless us and multiply us again. Why do you think we lived in the land of milk and honey for centuries, blessed within the security of these borders for so long? You think that's just a random coincidence? No, it's because we understood this kind of information and we held dear to it. Yeah. So God was good to the midwives and the people multiplied and became very mighty. Oh, tyrannical governments don't like that kind of stuff. They don't like when the citizenry, they congregate together, united, fearing God more than men, and <coughs> have themselves a <coughs> freedom convoy with trucks and farmers and stuff, and tell the government, we're done with your murderous, globalist ways. Okay, some people still sleeping out there, man. They think we're out of there. Right, okay, let's keep going. So God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became very mighty. Very mighty. Because the midwives feared God. Why? Like, what's the purpose behind it? Because the midwives feared God. And when you fear God, you obey God. Not because he's some kind of a heavy-handed oppressor. No, that, that's the tyranny of the new king in, Pharaoh, the new king in Egypt. <clears throat> that's the tyranny of these new and refurbished commies. These dictators that find themselves now in control. These globalist powers that want to depopulate us. No, this, this is a documented fact. This is just how it's a practical application to our faith. This is how we can read information written thousands of years ago in inspired history and apply it in our lives. Don't fear the new king of Egypt. Fear God. Don't murder little babies. Allow them to live. And God will multiply us. And we'll grow strong. And we'll tell the new king of Egypt, we're done with you. Time to flush out all the corruption here. So God blessed the midwives, of course. They feared him. They feared the right source of power. And he established households for them. Gave them security. Gave them security. If we submit to the will of God, He will bless us. It takes a humble heart confessing our sins before Him. We've messed up. You gave us a beautiful, wonderful plate with meat and potatoes and veggies. Look at the scrumptious nourishment on our table. Look at how beautiful that is. We got fresh running water. We got this beautiful meal. We're just gonna, we, we threw it in the garbage, didn't we? We just threw it all in the garbage. Forgive us, Father. We've messed up. We've messed up, man. We've messed up. You had allowed us to live in a peaceful country with a land of milk and honey and opportunity and equality and security where I could meet a beautiful girl and we could get to be best friends and marry and have children and have a house and work hard and tell people about Jesus. And that was so wonderful. And our neighbors, we loved them and they loved us. We wanted progress. That wasn't good enough. That's old. We got tired of that. We've evolved. We've gotten smarter, haven't we? The ingenuity of our minds. Oh, yeah, we don't need God anymore. That's an old mythical story. Yeah, we don't need God. We don't need God. 
We don't need God in our school. We don't need God in our home. We don't need God in our community. We don't need God in our public schools. We don't need God in our corporations. We don't need God in our government. We don't need God in our academic institutions. We don't need God in our social lifestyles. We don't need God in our entertainment. We don't need God in our cable news. We don't need God anywhere. We've evolved. We've progressed. We've messed up. So now we have a new king in Egypt. And he's telling us we need to murder our babies. He's been murdering our babies. Been murdering us legally. If we beg God for forgiveness and we start to fear him more than the new king of Egypt, then he'll bless us because we'll multiply. We'll multiply. Our enemy knows this. Our enemies know this, man. They've seen the model for centuries afar. They know the system. Why do you think they've invaded and taken over? <laughs> because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. I want God to establish households for us. He had for so long because we loved him. You know, he loves us, you know. He loves us. He's, he's suffered long with us. Look at all the perversion and all the murder that is now at the forefront policy of our governing powers. <coughs> Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. Get right with God, AJ. Best get right with God, AJ. <laughs> because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. And this, my dear friends, was not done by the midwives in practice of revenge, retaliation, underhanded, lawless, illegal actions. No, just being wise. Being wise, legal, and fearful of God more than the new king in Egypt. We do not need to become the evil that is oppressing us in order to conquer the evil that is oppressing us. No, we won't conquer it. We must practice the teachings of the Messiah. Yes, we love our enemies. Yes, we pray for them. Yes, we turn the other cheek. None of those wonderful doctrine, doctrinal truths and instructions for our faith, none of those is blanket permission to allow the new king of Egypt to enforce policy murdering little babies or perverting our children. None of them. If you can't discern that, you need to learn how to discern that. There's a difference. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. He's going to double down. Going to double down. When what is good is doing what is good, what is evil is going to double down. Because what is evil caught traction and caught control. They've got control now. You think they're just going to let it go like, oh, well, I guess, you know, we had our time. Best just give it on all over now and... Oh, you can vote communism in all day long. But my dear friends, you're going to have to shoot your way out. 
I speak in spiritual terms. Sometimes that has a physical manifestation. We've seen that recorded in the history of, in history of mankind. But through the spiritual lens, friends, we help souls know the truth about the Christ. If the citizenry know of the love of Christ, they will submit to his doctrine and follow, follow his instruction, his guide. And we, as a people, will multiply and become strong and mighty all through his grace because God is good. And once again, we can return to the former glories of our nations. We are called to be good stewards of this physical existence. But we are certainly mindful that our priority is the spiritual realm. Because this place has fallen. It's never going to be perfect, ever. It's a fallen world. So we remain focused on the afterlife. That is the most important thing. But we do not neglect the stewardship of time that we are given in this physical exi existence. You understand that? These tyrants, they're going to double, double down. Every son who is born you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. What took place in the first century when the prophecy was being fulfilled and the Messiah had come on the earth? The governing powers enforced policy to murder all the little babies. This has been done time and time and time again, and we find ourselves in such a fallen nation that the citizenry is invoking it. Oh, we want it. It's so progressive. It's so wonderful. Let's save the weather. <laughs> Let's murder ourselves. It's ridiculousness, and we, it's foolishness of the highest order, and we need to repent, change our thoughts, our mind, our direction in life. <clears throat> Those who fear God will be blessed. Those who more so fear the chariots of the Egyptian powers are going to be trampled under them. Going to be trampled under them. All right, my dear friends, that'll do for this session. Information, verses 15 through 22, chapter 1 of Exodus. Lord willing, next week, for our midweek session, we'll get into chapter 2 and the birth of Moses. Please consider subscribing, liking, sharing, drop a comment, all that kind of good stuff. Please consider supporting the work. Helps me put food on the table. AddedSouls.com is my website. AddedSouls.Locals.com is our community. You can sign up there for free and support monthly over there. There's also the PayPal option, AddedSouls at gmail.com. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here on the East Coast of Canada, a growing, flourishing, wonderful church mission. You can check out the .com, and we also have a Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. You see all those logos on the uh, screen of locations where you can find our content, YouTube, Twitter, Substack, Locals, Rumble, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Patreon. Check out our itinerary. We go live from Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. 
and you can see the themes of each days. I've obviously not been able to do that these past weeks for several reasons. This past week, obviously, because I've been very sick and I've been bedridden, but I'm on the mend. Uh, I am feeling, of course, <laughs> very weak, so I need to go drink some liquids and eat a bit of food and rest because these bursts of energy, though they only may find themselves with a half hour to an hour, uh, man, they drain me so quickly uh, with this this flu-like sickness that I've that I've captured. And please keep my dad in prayers because he caught the thing, sadly, and so did my wife. Of course, it's going to make its rounds in the house now. That's what it is. And we've tried everything we could. You know, we keep washing our hands and keeping our distance to make sure we don't contaminate each other. But you know how it is. When you live in the same house, I mean, you're going to share the, the bug. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep us in prayers along those lines. If you have any concerns or questions, you know you can reach out to me. We can have ourselves a video chat. We can have ourselves a phone call, email exchange, whatever is necessary. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, if you have any suggestions, by all means, reach out to us. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll have ourselves the Topical Session podcast. Um, I'm not certain if our brother Norm Fields will join me again. I hope so. It's been, it was a wonderful session last week, and, and those numbers are doing well, reaching a lot of people with that kind of material. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Stay focused and stay positive. You are loved. You are appreciated. And we'll see you next time, Lord willing. Peace out.